warning. DC on CW contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. I la la love you. My name is Oliver Queen. You died. I went to your kennel. The city is saving. What? How are we going to do this? That was ripped. This. John to DC on CW Legends of Tomorrow edition on Rain Man Digital. If you're listening from your desktop, you can take us mobile by downloading the Rain Man Digital app available in the iTunes App Store and Google Play. Simply search Rain Man Digital. You can also find us on demand through iTunes and Stitcher by searching DC on CW. Once you find us there, please go ahead and leave us a review. Uh, We are now broadcasting on Twitch as well. So if you go to twitch.tv and search Rain Man Digital, you can track us down. Uh, we are back for a brand new season of Legends. It is myself, Lauren. I've got Bob with me. Hello, hello. And Mike. Hello. And uh, we've got a badass new episode to talk about. I'm really excited about it. I'm so happy Legends is back. <laughs> me too. And, I, and what helps me out here is that we had such a serious Supergirl that we just got done. And I'm like, oh, good. I get to have fun again. Yeah. I saved, so when I was watching the shows for this week, for for the shows that, you know, I record, I made sure to watch Supergirl episode two first, and I was like, all right, cool, did Supergirl, got that out of the way, now on to the good stuff, (laughs) and like started (laughs) Legends. So, uh, yeah, we're going to be, we're going to be talking about Legends of Tomorrow, season four, episode one, The Virgin Gary. Uh, The team hunts down a mythical creature (laughs) at the Woodstock Festival. Such a great name, it's a great so title. Good. Have you ever gone back and looked at the list of episodes and just like all their classic names? They always have yeah. some theme going through yeah. every season. It's just another smart thing. They're always a spoof too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so this this episode started off beautifully. It's one of one of my favorite starts to uh, to their episodes, but but like. To their to their season premieres, I guess. Not that they're not strong consistently, but oh my god. Um they started off with some fourth wall breaking about the ratings at the bureau and like hopefully we'll get some more rate like some higher ratings. We have some like loyal that. fans. Yeah. Yeah. Um They were talking to us three. How they were. <laughs> they were. It was personalized. It was like, oh my god, they're talking to me. We I do told, love you. I told Matt Ryan about us, okay? <laughs> Clearly, that made it into the show. Um, According to TV Line, last night's season four premiere scored just over a million viewers and a demo rating of a mere 0.3. They deserve so much more than that. I was so disappointed when I saw that. It is such a good show. I don't understand why more people aren't watching it. It is everything that I want in a superhero. And when I read these things, it makes me upset. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so last season, season three, uh, got 1.5 million views and a 0.5 rating average. Um, and then the, the season three finale had 1.4 million viewers and 0.4 rating. So um, we're definitely looking a little, a little lower, a little slimmer right now. I hope that, I don't know. I hope that people see that Constantine is like a full part of this season and they're like, all right, great, cool. And they jump on. Um, I don't think people realize, and I know this is going to be a very exaggerated statement, but I feel like this is the best DC show on the CW. Yeah. And it shouldn't be. It wasn't supposed to be. (laughs) And it just, it found its groove and it works for them. And it's clever. It's hip. It's witty. It's just, it's so good. It deserves more than 1.5 or 1.2 million people. Yeah. It's, uh, it's one of those things. Have you ever go into like the Google news thing and put legends of tomorrow? It's like every article is about, this is the best show in the Arrowverse. This is the little show that shouldn't have been, you know, and it's, they praise it so much out there in the media and, and we do it here. It is probably like uh, it between the three of us because you know it's normally us doing the show. It's our highest praise show. We don't ever like get real down and mopey about decisions they make. We know what we're getting into. They come up with new ways to make us happy somehow every time. Yeah, yeah. And I think if people eventually, hopefully, they'll figure that out because there were people posting on the Constantine promo. They were obviously Constantine fans, and they were very disappointing in their comments. Like, oh, what's this shit? You know, this is garbage, and it's silly. Why would Constantine be in that? I'm like, well, watch the show. It would make sense if you watch the show. So, so. You, do you think people could come in fresh and pick up I and understand so. what's going on? I think they could grasp it. I don't think – I think there would be lots of uh, lots of questions that they had, and and – it would inspire them to watch the first two seasons, but I think they could watch the show and still enjoy it. Yeah, it's an easy watch. There's enough pop culture references to feel in on the joke. Yeah, for sure. You know, like... Well, you look at even this week's, my dad would watch it and just be like, yeah, I understand. Like, I know those people. I I recognize that. And, you know, dealing with a guy who grew up in the 60s. It's a beautiful time. You should, everybody should understand it. A different era. Absolutely was. Yeah. Um, I, God, I'm so happy this show is back though. I'm so, I'm so excited about it. Um, I, I think the only thing I can ever say about Legends is that it's, uh, it's the best show. It's the best DC show on CW. It's my favorite one. It's, um, it might be my best DC show other than maybe Teen Titans Go. Yeah. I mean, it, so my, my boyfriend walked in the room as I was watching and, uh, and I go, this is, this is my favorite show out of all of them. Like Constantine's going to be on this show. And I'm like talking him through it because he doesn't watch any of these shows. Um, and he's just like, okay, cool. Yeah. And then he sees some CG and he was like, mm, and he made a face and he was, I was like, what, what was that? Well, CG's a little rough. And I was like, well, it's just on a different budget. Like, it's just not, I, I was like, you're. You're thinking of, he compared it to the Marvel shows and I was like, yeah, but the Marvel shows are on Netflix or they're on ABC, you know, one of the top handful of uh, major networks in the country. 
You know, it's like you can't compare Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to a CW show. It's not a fair comparison. Oh, not at all. There's different budgets. And he goes, okay, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I was like, and they, they recognize that there's all sorts of sort of cheesy stuff that happens. And while Arrow and Flash and Supergirl try and stay cool and occasionally crack jokes at cheesiness... This show embraces it fully. Yeah. And I described the the season finale of last season to him. He just started cracking up and he was like, okay, all right, I get it. Uh, so like it's it's charming. It's smart. Like you said, it's it has all these pop culture references that someone could jump in, not know the characters and still get a laugh out of it. I think I. I yeah. I, yeah. All right. Well, um, with that, let's talk a little bit about. Uh, I think we've got some some Halloween stuff to talk about here. Are we going to a break? Oh, are we going to break right now? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Let's go. We have no other. Ne- I mean, I can pull a couple news stories out of my ass if you'd like. Uh, Dominic Purcell said that the first season of Legends sucked. He was like, we had to change it drastically. The the writers, the creative team changed its course with a genius master's stroke. Let's have fun with it. Now we have a show that embraces the absurdity, the farce, and the brilliant nature of its theme. I'm proud to be a part of this show. I was not originally. It was a dud. I want it off. It worried me deeply. Cut to 2018. I'm very proud. More than proud to be part of the Legends. It's so funny because those words resonate probably with most of the viewers. Mm-hmm. Like the first season, I wouldn't call it a dud, but it wasn't even anywhere near the greatness that we have now. No. I definitely wouldn't call it a dud. I wouldn't say it sucked. Would I say that there were characters and themes and writing opportunities that sucked? You get yeah. There. You can I say sure cock would. people. The cock people. They uh, sucked. <laughs> All right, we can go to break now. <laughs> Blimey. Ooh, this is one out of a jam jar you got here. I thought we gave the Englishman to the time pigs. DC on CW. We'll be right back. The Rain Man Show. The Rain Man Show. Andrew, Please. moving on, keeping up with the women. A oh. woman who broke her vagina. Oh. <laughs> they can break. Shares a hilarious Wait, warning. she did what? How did she, she break it? Broke her vagina. <laughs> Continue, Andrew. Uh, shares a hilarious warning about using sex toys for the first time. What did she do? Like ram it all the way in, including the, the remote control? So how do I do this? <laughs> the cable's still there. We just shove it all in there. Is this how this thing it's works? It's all supposed to go in, right? Sex columnist Nadia Sure. They told me at uh, Fascinations that this is what I need. Very high powered. Actually, oops, I wasn't Fascinations. The receipt says Lowe's. <laughs> at least Lowe's has a great return policy. Nadia McCody. Hold on, I'm not having a comment. I haven't came yet. I'm almost there. I'm like Randy. You gotta work it. <laughs> Alright, I'm almost. <laughs> Alright, we're done. <laughs> The 34-year-old goes to say in a video, it had been a long time since I had sex, referring to her divorce from her husband. It was quite odd, and looking back, that I was running a woman's website. Hold on a second. Randy. Yeah. Has there been some cold spells in your life where you didn't have sex for 
periods. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. What do you do to satisfy yourself? Do you use vibrators or do you just use the old the old flicker room? Um, Go ahead. You use Don't lie. Tinder or Snapchat and you oh, get so, to come okay, over. So that's what you've done. Everyone knows that sex is it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So were you known as the girl that just has sex on the apps? Like, they're like oh, we all got to get Randy. <laughs> she just wants to. No, sex. you just locked down a few trusty key people, uh, oh, okay. yeah, key people and you just kind of and you went, okay. what are you doing and then you say just like that what are you doing do they all come running after that <laughs> come here you <laughs> i'm ready for you <laughs> hold still and bring your mouth down to my pussy <laughs> do you mind if i use the dildo as well i just picked it up from home depot Come on, use that tongue, boy. (laughs) For more Rain Man, visit RainManShow.com. Politic 3 program is reinstated. Open Sesame! Yeah, I'm just going to mind meld with you, and I'm going to take your thoughts. My thoughts to your thoughts and your thoughts... Your thoughts? Your thoughts? Your thoughts to mine. Well, ju- ju- just don't uh, look into the corner where, you know, the the fantasy of Guinan in my dark mind is right there. Wait, so. Guinan? <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. There's so many other hot women in Star Trek. Go for Guinan? <laughs> wow, David. <laughs> Jesus. Guinan was hot, man. Whoopi Goldberg? <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you kidding me? She is so... Ugh. <laughs> Wow, David. I like to learn under her. Oh. You want to get inside of her skirts? Her giant Amish-like robes? <laughs> Amish, like, that, that's the thing. It's the mystery. What's no, underneath that? I don't need to know what's underneath that. <laughs> Michelle Forbes? Maybe. <laughs> Dr. Dr. Crusher in the movies? Yes. It, but it's the mystery. It's the mystery. I like how they go, you know, is there a big booty David, underneath David, some mysteries are better off. Never know. <laughs> Never know. <laughs> Star Trek from the Holodeck, exclusively on Rain Man Digital. Go to RainmanDigitalMedia.com or Patreon.com slash RainmanDigital. End simulation. month rain man digital is celebrating halloween rmd's halloween podtacular special this halloween rain man digital gets into the spirit of things with seasonal programming supernatural star wars constantine batman rpgs and more keep your eyes peeled as these themed podcasts will be dropping randomly throughout the month of october to keep things surprising and spooky via rain man digital stable of shows spooky Have you missed an episode of DC on CW? Catch up on all of our discussions from Supergirl, The Flash, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow. Just search DC on CW on iTunes and Stitcher. You can also find it on the Rain Man Digital app. Just search Rain Man Digital from the iTunes App Store or Google Play. Season 4, Episode 1, The Virgin Gary. Directed by Gregory Smith, written by Phil Clemmer and Grain Godfrey. Um, so, 
this is like like Bob said earlier, we finally get to get back to the fun this episode. It's not so serious. It's not so overwhelming. There's not as much at stake yet. Um, we talked all summer about Constantine, about how the legends would handle him, what we think was going to happen. And uh, Bob, what do you think? I think they set it up well by, I think we're going to get a transition into more of the darker side. I, so I like the way that they set it up by doing the fun legends thing and trying to convince Constantine that this is something that he needs to be part of. And that we just didn't go to like, welcome to legends, demons, bra, you know, and come in and just change the complete tone of the show. Change it into a different show. Yes. You mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I feel like they balanced it well. They introduced his world into theirs, which I think is smart. I know they've done that before, but now they're actually needing to set that tone again because this is a whole new season that's going to be geared towards Constantine. So I feel like it was a good balance, and I like how they um, bookended it. You know, introducing Constantine right off the bat, and then ending with with a <laughs> with a cool, intense scene. So it worked. Yeah, I agree. Um, there is one little thing that we have to point out because when John breaks into or sneaks into or whatever uh, the apartment, Sarah goes downstairs, gets some champagne. He's there. He's trying to convince her. And he says, the darkness is rising. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean. I was pretty excited. I mean, <laughs> um, are we, you know, are we going to see any sort of that? That to me says that. The writers watched Constantine. Yes. They know the story. They know what people want to see. And they're going to try and tackle at least what they're able to without turning this just into Constantine season two. Yeah, I agree. And I and I love how, yes, you got it. You got you're going to have to steer very carefully here. But like they they got to be careful with bringing in such a big character like Constantine and without taking the focus off of the show itself. And the importance of Sarah. And I feel like they did a good job kind of paralleling them so that they keep her the focus while introducing Constantine to the mix as well. So they didn't do anything, anything as, as I thought they were going to do. They didn't step over anybody's toes. Yeah. And they didn't diminish the importance of the team overall. Um, there's still focus on all of the other characters, stuff like that. That's my main concern is making it the Sarah and Constantine hunt demons show buddy cops against the dark world um <laughs> i'm sold it's not <laughs> right sold on. i mean i'd like, watch it that's a great pitch right there <clears throat> i'd watch just, it but i'd feel bad for the other characters isn't that just sam and dean <laughs> you know what yeah basically yeah sam and dean except they have a sexual history <laughs> <laughs> well there's i know some, i don't watch the show but i've fiction. heard <laughs> uh, <laughs> is that the sound they make uh, maybe i don't know man i don't know <laughs> Uh, I, oh, nope. I'm thinking about Sam and Dean. I, mm. so, uh, <laughs> in true legend. You broke her. I, yeah. <laughs> malfunction. Reset, malfunction. Reset. Um, in true legend, uh, fashion here this week. <laughs> I just moved the Funko in front of her. <laughs> Bob's moving the supernatural Funko. So Dean is staring at me now, which is fine. He's my favorite. I can put him back. Um, this week, they used something sparkly and magical and and 
happiness inducing to create terror and to create a massacre in history. Beautiful, beautiful usage of of this show's creativity, its willingness to be absurd and and completely take ownership of it. Um, they showed a clip of this in the preview, like the 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 teaser, the promo for this week's episode. Bob was like, "Guys, look at this!" Um, and I almost wish they didn't show it. I almost wish they did too, but that one thing alone got me more hyped for this season than anything else. So. If that's the trend that they're sending, like, and with that preview, we saw fairy godmothers. We saw all these things that we know and, like, love from childhood stories. Magic. Just kind of turn into demons, and they're not as nice and as beautiful as you think. I'm watching this, and I'm like, Deb, 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 watch this. This is going to be funny. And I'm, like, watching her face, knowing that the unicorn's about to fucking stab. And... It's one of those moments to where she just looks at me like, dude, you're such a fucking nerd. Go away. Because I was so excited about this unicorn stabbing him. Yeah. And she just looks at me and like, I don't even know why I have sex with you. <laughs> <laughs> it was so horrible. Like, I'm like, I'm glad you. I mean, it kind of reminded me of like when somebody from the show first acknowledged like a tweet that we sent out. And I run downstairs and talk to her like a little kid. And it was a, it was the same thing with this unicorn. She just looks so uninterested. Like. Yeah, I'm not having sex with you this week. <laughs> um I I loved this. I was so hyped for it. I was so ready. And I, I did the same sort of thing where I was like, watch, 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 look. <laughs> I know you don't care, but just watch this part because it's great. Um I did like a a cringy like half chuckle when they made the brony joke. I think that's the. Is that because we're too way. close to actual knowing what bronies are? Mm. And okay, it's just, um, I <laughs> working in a comic book shop. There were many bronies, and they can be fine people. But this is my like diplomatic response. I know, um, she's so afraid. Bronies weird me out a little bit, <laughs> <clears throat> especially like the grown ass men that are. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's breaking the studio. <clears throat> um, yeah, just being like, it's Twilight Sparkle come to life. Ha, dude, you're a brony? Brony brothers. What? Wiggity wham wham wazzle. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, the, the whole setup of that scene, I just loved everything that they did. Um, it was good. And the, like... Mike was talking about it before we went on the air about the, just the cuts and it just reminded like everything about it was so like sixties looking that they acknowledged in the little squares and everybody. Oh, it's my favorite them. Hey, you're here too. Oh my God. Groovy. Like, and coming in and like meeting up with each other, them doing that like high fives and the chest bump and like and, beautiful. And then, <laughs> yeah, it made me chuckle and it's cause it's clever. That's, that's why we, I started the show by saying that because they managed to just make you laugh. Even if it's not a joke, it doesn't need to be necessarily funny. It's just the way they do it. The whole edit of that whole introduction of them being in the same place. <laughs> just standing next to each other. And then conveniently standing right next to each other. And then they look at each other and give each other high fives. It's just cool. 
Yeah, it's a good time. Um, and then just the the fact of the screaming and like shit, we left Mick alone with hippies. <laughs> and you're just like, yeah, I could see this. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, he's probably pointing his gun at someone. Someone has flames dangerously close to their body. Um, all of this was just wonderful. The uh, but back to the unicorn really quick. The the goo, the rainbow <laughs> goo was really gross looking. I was You mean the rainbow cum? You can Yeah. I mean that yeah. was jizz, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. He, he he blew a load all over the legend. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's gross. I was just like uh, it's Rip's ultimate revenge for getting rid of him. <laughs> uh, at first when I saw when we see the first like person victim hanging from the tree and we saw like the goop dripping on the ground, I really thought it was rain, uh, unicorn poop. Do you know how you always see the, like they, yeah. they poop rainbows and ice cream and all that other stuff. So, I, and just the fact that it basically came all over them. <laughs> I just, I, I laughed. Again. Yeah. I, <laughs> it's a terrible unicorn. He is a monster. I assume it has to be a he. <laughs> um, Couldn't be a squirter? Oh. oh I, I don't I, want it to be. I'd like... <laughs> I'd like being closer to Lauren so I can watch her reactions. I can't always see from across right. the way. <laughs> you, can, you can gross me out and actually like Just reap the benefits. Yeah. yeah. Um, God. I But I, I gotta say the other... The other uh, substance, I guess, that the unicorn expels um, is great, and and making making the unicorn like sneeze out or blow out or what? What was it? Was it like sneezing out that that like glittery stuff? Yeah, I'm still calling it cum. Um, well, but that seemed kind of different. I don't know. Um, <laughs> blowing a load from its face or whatever onto the legends, like. It's, right it's in front not a of swallower. Them, point blank. Um, and making them trip balls. So, so good. The scene with Nate and Mick. Brilliant. Beautiful. I went, oh, as soon as he was like, Axel. <laughs> it was so good. Um, I... The, the The setup just made me miss the show. Like... And it brings you right back into it. Just the the comedy of it, the the interaction between the everybody on the the cast, and how natural they are when they deliver their lines, and you believe everything that they say. And even when they're tripping, you're just like uh, they look like they're having fun doing what they're doing. Yeah, and that's also for me because I, I one of my problems with the show in the earlier years was that, and the Flash. Anytime you're dealing with time travel i need there to be some logic establish your logic and then stick to it and i like that they did that little bit with were what time in history would people not notice something magical yeah and it made an excuse as to this could happen and it doesn't mess up the timeline saying oh i remember that one time we saw a unicorn well you were probably fucked up on drugs bro so they made (laughs) it work and that's another example why I love the cleverness of the show because they tie all that in into one little comedic bow on top. 
Yeah, they. You think they have a board up there, and they're just write, wrote, like wrote down all these mythical creatures, and they're like, "What timeline could these mix in with?" So are we gonna go like kind of back to like old Ireland or something and see some leprechauns, and you know that's how they're gonna make this fit this year. That's so funny. I yeah, I mean the uh, it's this show is so good. That's that's what I've got right now. It is reducing me to stuttering. Um, <laughs> I love it. It's great. How how are people not watching this show? Who doesn't want to watch Ray making out with a tree thinking it's Nora? How? Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was saying things. I was like, he's not really making out with that tree. <laughs> God. Um. But like, who? Yeah. Who is? Who is just like fun? No, I hate that. Let's not watch this show. Um. But yeah, seriously though, like using Woodstock, using that, the writers being being clever and using what they have to their advantage to hide these things in history and stuff like that. Even just Sarah going and and thinking like, oh hey, you know, you wouldn't know that there was a monster in plain sight if you were high as shit. You'd be like, wow, cool, man. So like. That thing happening at Woodstock? Yeah, probably something there. And now I know Jerry Garcia only has nine fingers. It's teaching me, too. Yeah. There's so much history in this show. Who needs school? Beautiful. (laughs) You don't need school. Just watch Legends. That's the article right there. Everything I need to know I learned in Legends. I can actually see them using that in an episode. Because, it, like, that's what I appreciated. They not only did they go to Woodstock, they used some of the famous faces from Woodstock just to help solve this mystery. And, you know, with the Constantine spell coming in. And it was just like, oh, how are they? When they said the nine fingered man, I was just like, I don't know what you're going to do here. I mean, I didn't know Jerry Garcia only had nine fingers. I didn't either. I had no idea. Well, that and to us, Jerry Garcia is just uh, uh, Ben and Jerry's flavor. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, he only lost most of his finger, I guess. Yeah. In a wood chopping accident, his brother cut it off. He miscalculated and uh severed most of his middle finger and he he lost that. Two thirds of his finger. How do you only get the middle finger? That's what yeah. Like was he just like flipping him off? What if that's what it was? He was flipping He's somebody like, off. Or that's maybe, the story. He's like, fuck you. Fuck you. Mom's going to be pissed. It says that okay, he just was. just say it was an accident. Uh, it says that he was studying a piece of wood. So maybe he was holding it like that. I don't know. He was dumb, clearly. How do you. Oh, he was four. He was uh, You were just four. insulting a four-year-old. Oh, shut up. I you, didn't know. You said he was dumb. Well, yeah, that explains it. He was four. Four-year-olds are believe, dumb. Believe me, if Har- if I went home and Harley was missing a finger, I'd be like, you're stupid. What did you just do? <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. You're four. You're dumb. Like, it just... <laughs> oh, my God. They, they don't, they're not fully, like, learned And yet. why the fuck like, is a four-year-old around an axe? They're not, they're Let's not, get a- <laughs> they're not humans until around six or seven. In fact, you could do a late-term abortion if you wanted to on a four-year-old. Oh, God. Wow, Mike. No one was saying that. (laughs) Now we know where you stand. Didn't see that one in Legends. God. And also... Although they could put that uh, in an episode, it'd probably work. Yes. (laughs) And why are you trusting a four-year-old who can barely wipe their ass with a fucking axe? Yeah, like, (laughs) a four-year-old should not be steadying the wood for (laughs) his older brother to cut 
That just seems like a movie in itself. Hold this, we'll be fine. The title of the movie. (laughs) It's an anthology of short films. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine? There's so much opportunity there. Oh boy. All right. Um God. Let's let's talk about Gary in general. He's making a bit more of an appearance now in this show. He's he's gained a little bit more character development, I, I would say. I'll say I like him a lot better after this episode than I did all last year. Same Z's. Because I thought Gary was a narc last year. Yeah. I, I don't know how I feel about him. Turns out he still kinda is a narc, which we find out at the end of the episode when he was well, bragging about missing a nipple. <coughs> but um so gross. That just <laughs> adds to his anti-appeal. Like, he is so icky when I see him. It makes me want to, like, icky is the perfect word for it. Because something about his face and the way he acts. It's somebody you don't trust around your kid? Yeah. Ooh, yikes. And he lost a nipple. I mean, what a weirdo. A unicorn with all fangs instead of blunt herbivore teeth. What? what, That's not a war story you ever want to share with the. (laughs) What if Gary is the key to all Constantine's spells throughout the year? (laughs) Who's like, I need a one-nippled man. (laughs) (laughs) That would be funny. That would work. And his Gary's just like, no, not again. (laughs) And then he loses something else. Oh my god. That would that sounds so stupid, and yet you know the show could make that. There's going to be involved. a one nippled. They're going to need a one nippled, a hair of a one nippled man at one point, and it's going to end up being like, oh fuck, we got to go put get some money again. down on that. Yeah. I, I think you're right, so I don't want to bet against you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you said. This so, is the show. This is where it all pans out for Bob and his theories. <laughs> <laughs> My theory is so outlandish. That this is the only show it ever works on. I wouldn't put it past you. Yeah. Um, God, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't like Gary. I like him more than I did last season, though. That's that's where I stand on it. Um, if we've got to have him. At, le- at least he's bait for Constantine's spells. You know, yeah. I'm OK with that. I agree. That's a good way to bring a character in. What do I do with the pomegranate? <laughs> Hold it higher. I oh. thought he, I thought he was going to lose his arm. I thought so too. I thought he was going to lose his arm from the elbow down. Hundred percent. Like when see they, the fangs on that thing. When it's amazing were, he didn't have marks. When they were doing the tug of war, I was just waiting for like the arm to pop off and be like, "Yep, it's Constantine now." <laughs> so. Gideon, can we regrow this? <laughs> um. So Ava, we can't bring him back yet. Regrown an arm in the med unit. God, right? Wouldn't that be cool though? Uh, can you add that. like size to stuff too? You think? You know, I mean, just wondering. why not? Yeah, mask, yeah, just mask, asking mask for, for a friend. friend. <laughs> Gideon, Jinx. two inches, please. I think she. Would which come way? Through. Like length or width? Though. What is it? Wh- which one satisfies you the most? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh boy. Um. Okay. So. I can't. You're throwing me off tonight, man. You're just throwing me off. About what? Just the penis size? No, we're just, I'm just thinking about thinking about incest on Supernatural. I'm thinking about dicks now. Eh, eh. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. Um. So the uh, the best part of this episode, arguably though, like outside of the unicorn, is Constantine, him being back, him using his spells and. The uh, the CG that's going along with it right now, 
is really good. I think it's solid. I'm enjoying it. Um, him. I, they eviled up the unicorn. They super eviled up the unicorn. It's really good too. I was surprised. The uh, dark eyes and the fangs they actually looked really good. It was like dead flesh all over. Yeah. Ugh. It, yeah. It was definitely like the uh, little four horsemen of the apocalypse looking there towards the end. Oh, and yeah. I'm glad they spun it that way because like you don't want something what is beautiful and pretty just like dying. Yeah, it's easier to stomach that. Death. <laughs> I didn't think about that. It's easier to stomach when it's not the pretty white unicorn and it's just like this hellion looking thing going down. So I I did like the special effects on that. Um you know, the the wave rider kind of stuff is just still the wave rider. Like I've come to accept that. Yeah. When they go into the 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 green goo or whatever the hell we want to call it the timeline, I have accepted that it's like that's what we're getting. So, sure. Uh, I don't know. I was good with it. I I feel like they um, it is hard. I will say it is hard because we just went back. We just all three of us binge watched the first season of Constantine. So going from that and then seeing Constantine in scenes with a very not I I don't want to say poor visual effects. It's just different. It's a different company, and yeah. every company has its own signature look, and they go with that more brighter look, whereas. NBC goes with the more that graded into the scene. Yeah. So I felt like they were smart and kind of stayed away from the more harder effects. Uh-huh. I think the one, the main one we saw Constantine yeah, June the spell. was great. I thought that was cool. It looked beautiful. Yeah. It had, I had no problems with that. So yeah, I feel like even that was, was consistent and it maybe eventually as they lead people over from that show to this show, if they watched Constantine, I think eventually it'll all mesh together well. I think um, I I gotta say I love the the little bits of Constantine that they have brought into the show too. Like not just him as a character, not just his spells and the magic, but the little touches like on the Legends title screen. They've got like the spell behind the the logo behind the title. Yeah. Stuff like that, how, you know, when it's a Constantine-centric scene, you'll hear his sort of, like, theme music from the NBC show. Little things like the, that. The, the, you, yeah. mean, you mean the best theme music? The best theme music to ever exist. Yeah. Um, it's good. I like it. Um, there's, there's more happening with other magic people, though, uh, or at least one person, and that's Nora Dark. Um, they... Over the summer, they upped her to a series regular. Yep. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So she's going to be. That's, that's how they're be, keeping Brandon around. Promote give his, my wife a job. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm sure it's not. No, like, they had it set up. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I, I don't know how this is going to go. I don't know. You know, what's what's going to happen with that? You know, how like what's going to happen as far as who sh- whose side is she going to be on? What kind of person is she going to be without her father and with it without like Mollus and stuff like that, like breathing down her neck? She's got that stone, the time stone or whatever. Um, so she can jump around as yeah. she pleases. She hasn't made waves yet that we know of. What if she's not doing anything bad? I don't know. She becomes part of the team. She has to, right? 
We ditched Vixen. Yeah. It's it's there. If Constantine's not going to be a constant like on the ship character, I don't see Gary being on there yeah. too much. She's gotta she's gotta help with the the magic stuff. She's another person who's tapped into that. You know, not as much as Constantine, but I want Ray to get his happy ending. I do too. Yeah, but does the happy ending mean? He's done too. Do you I think? think so. Do you think his time is running its course? I think we're getting there. We're we're gonna have a heavy rotation out this season. And I think we don't need as much as I love Ray, as much as I love the Adam on this show, on all of the shows. He's been great. He's been charming and wonderful, and has brought so much. We're getting into territory where now we have two of the same character, kind of with Nate and Ray. And they play off of each other well. That bronies thing and the high five without even looking. Like, it's great. But we could see other different character types. And I think a lot of a lot of Legends was hinged on team members cycling in and out here and there. And I think Ray's going to play out this season. And I think this might be his last. It is happy ending. Yeah. Because we've watched this dude for five, six years now get... Like, just dumped on by every chick. And he's honestly, like, as a character, as Ray Palmer in the show has talked about how, you know, maybe it's kind of time, you know, maybe someday soon I'm not going to want to do this anymore and I might want to be in one place and, like, find someone. Did, so. you, did you ever think that we would get to the point where we'd be like, that's Adam, that's not Superman? Yeah. No, I didn't. Because if you would have told me that, like, when he was first introduced in Arrow, I would have never been like, oh, that's Ray Palmer, that's the Adam. Yeah, thinking I still, about him. I still thought of him in his, you know, being Superman. He is his own hero yeah. in his own right. Yes, now. that he's kind of broke out of, you know, being kind of looked at as Superman. Because I look at Dean Kane even on Supergirl, and I'm just like, oh, that's yeah. still Superman. That's Dean Kane. Um so I'm 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 thinking that we're sunsetting this character. And- I I think I think you're right. I think Nora will end up having had a change of heart after some time away. <clears throat> I think that she is going to help out the legends. Um and I think you I think that they there might be some friction at first, but at the same time when you see Zart, well, Snart was a villain. Yeah, you know, Rory was a villain. So, they were straight up villains. Yeah, killing and stealing. Well, and if you look at like what they're doing with him and Zari, like she sees it, she mm-hmm. sees the change in him, and yeah, it's you know, I think that'll be part of the help to get her Nora over to the rest of the legends. Is like, look. She does something to this man. There's more to it. And, you know, I think that's what they're going to end up playing this out as. Ray is the one who spent time with Nora on his own. You know, on, um, like, away. He was kidnapped, for sure. But he saw the goodness in her. And it's so easy to be influenced by family and by, you know, an a dark source, especially when your father is Damien Dark, you know, like it's so it's easy. in your name. Yeah. It's so easy to be influenced by that and to go down that path when it's put right in front of you and kind of force fed to you a little bit. So she wasn't all 
bad. She was just tainted for a while by evil magic and stuff. And I think that a lot of things changed her perspective and she kind of sees now that that's, that isn't a defining aspect of her character as a person. Yeah. So, and, and I could see Ray being the, the one that's going to go up to like Ava and be like, look, I've helped saved, save this world, this timeline for the last four years. Yeah. Let her go. Stop. Don't yeah. pursue her. Yeah. What if she decides to help and be a force for good? Yeah. It's gonna Make be, it happen. Yep. I'm looking, actually looking forward to that storyline because, like, again, I want Ray Palmer to be a happy character and not get shit on again. It's weird to feel in a show like someone is deserving of their retirement from the show. Yeah. Because I don't want him gone. I don't feel like... He brings down the show. I don't feel like he's unnecessary. I don't feel like it's tiring to watch him or, you know, where his character is going. I just feel for his character so much and I've gotten so attached to it that, like, you can tell. You can tell in the writing that that's where they're headed and he deserves his happy ending. He deserves his his time. He did all this cool superhero stuff and now, you know, it's okay if he retires from this and— settles down somewhere yeah and i think you want characters to go out while they're on top yeah we don't want to be sick of them so i'll miss him but i feel like that void is filled by nate too that that charismatic like goofy pop culture loving guy Mm -hmm. he fills that perfectly so i i don't feel heartbroken if if ray leaves so uh i think on that note we're gonna go to a quick quick break here now this one's just a live read this time. Unless I have different notes than you guys. Yeah. Well, it said break and then live I read. I changed but, it. Sorry. Well, you sure did. Hey, yo. Last <laughs> edit was made seconds ago by Bob. Bob's fucking you up. We're on the fly here. <laughs> Fuck it. We're doing it live. Uh, <laughs> now you know his pain. <laughs> uh, all right. Well... Just so everyone knows, if you want more DC on CW, go to patreon.com slash Digital to get some. We're constantly adding additional content each and every month, including DC on CW Presents, where the DC on CW hosts discuss any and all things DC related. Uh, also, we've got the Black Lightning series that's now been added to our lineup of shows to cover. But in order to hear our discussion on that, you've got to pledge to our Patreon Uh, When you pledge $5 or more a month, you will gain access to all of this, plus hours of additional Rain Man digital content. So, there it is. There it is, live. Whoop. On the fly. There it is. (laughs) Um, In the weirdest turn of events in this fucking episode, though, Nate and Rory go on a crime spree. Not weird for Rory. A little bit weird for Nate. He's less of a Boy Scout than Ray, but like... (gasps) Dios mio. What are you what are you doing? Um, but he instead of breaking into someone else's house, he just goes, No, 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 no. I know the perfect neighborhood. Let's go. And takes Rory to his parents' house, uses a key to get in, and just goes for the booze. Uh his dad sucks. Okay, does his dad suck because you just see Biff? No, his dad sucks because his dad sucks because I couldn't place him at first. Oh, you didn't know it was Biff? I, not immediately. And but, he he's aged pretty well, actually, compared to everyone else. Well, he's not shaky. <laughs> oh, boy. 
What? It's just that. It's not contagious? Oh, Bob. <laughs> it just didn't click right away. I was like, I recognize his face, but I couldn't place the character because it's been so long since I've seen Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. Um, But no, he just sucks because he sucks and he was going to call the cops on his fucking son for coming in his house. I know it was the middle of the night, but... I'm glad his mom was like, you will do no such thing. Come on, boys. Do you want sandwiches? Um, <laughs> I just love that mother, love that Dick. motherly cliche. Like, come on, you guys want some sandwiches? You uh, too, uh, Henry. You're one of the boys. I just love Mick. He's a hoot. Isn't he just a hoot? Just eating sandwiches, drinking their booze, stealing the candlesticks. Yeah, man. Living the life. He's, uh, uh, he's my favorite. He's so good. Uh, I, I, I hated Nate's dad and I hated how much it seemed like Nate felt like he had to prove himself to his dad. And I don't know what he felt like he was going to accomplish on this night. (laughs) He was already like drinking and stuff. Without his award. Yeah. Without the medal. I got a medal tonight, dad. Oh yeah. Where is it? What do you, what do you, you don't have a clearance to see it. So, oh, really? I don't have clearance. I work at the Pentagon. Yeah, you don't have. I'm a, but I don't even, you don't even know. Like, okay, let me. He wasn't even that drunk. No. (laughs) Did you look at Nate as some kind of reject? Yeah. Okay. I don't know why it just threw me off at first because I always just thought he was some kind of historian. Well, wait, do you mean did I look at him as a reject, like, from the get-go on this show? Yeah. No. Okay, so that's what kind of drew me off. With his dad, I did, and I was like, wow, way to be a dick to your I son. Thought his da- I thought he was, like, successful, and, you know, it was just, like, his main story. I got story- Indiana Jones vibes. Yeah, the, other than the fact that, he, you know, he had that illness or whatever. I forgot what he had that wouldn't allow him to yeah. do certain things until he got yeah, steel. He would, he would bleed way too much and stuff. Um, so it was just, it caught, it caught me off guard when Biff was just like, Hey, you know, you're a loser. Do I have to bail you out? Do I have to do this, this, and this? And I was like, I thought he was a respected historian. He was a hemophiliac. That's what it was, right? He bled yeah. too much. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he's clearly done his research. Uh, I believe he's gone to school for it. Like what, why are you, oh, because we're creating history. <laughs> Shut up, dude. Your kid is smart. He's intelligent. He's he's well read. And history can be a, a great job. Maybe not exactly what he wanted to do, but history is so important. He could teach somewhere. He could, you know, any number of things. Sorry that he's not a big macho man who enlisted in the military and now works for the Pentagon. Yeah. Oops. What a disappointment he must be. Um He's like, he's like such like a mild rebel too. Like he's clean cut. Like he's smart. He's academic. Like, okay, that's not good enough for you. Fine. Cool. You're a dick and I hate you. Your wife is nice. Thanks for the sandwiches, mom. Well, that, again, he had a disease. Like you would thought, I don't know. I, I, the, the whole vibe threw me off there a little bit. Well, I mean, he was just. He had a disease, but, like, he just couldn't do things that would risk him getting 
Couldn't do sports. Injured. Yeah, because he would bleed too much. Yeah. Bleeding doesn't stop. He could die. So, I don't know. His dad sucked. Um, I really liked how everything worked out. I liked what happened with, you know, Mick and how that led into that hallucination and stuff, too, and all sorts of things. That was all good. It was a good intro Still because it set up the hallucination well. Yeah, um, absolutely. It's just, it's a weird thing that... Not obviously, your dad. Oh, so I'm no son of yours. We're, we're going to have to see how this plays out. But it I was agree. a good setup, so... Uh, last thing to talk about, uh, let's, uh, let's move in together, says Ava to Sarah. Um, that was, that was good. That was nice. It showed the relationship is progressing. It allowed them to talk about how they want to be together and they are very invested in their future together. But, um, Sarah feels like she needs to be with the team. There's stuff going on and like, that's okay. And, and Ava, that, there's no like relationship drama I don't think in in this instance because Ava was like great cool I understand can you just promise me that our relationship will keep progressing because I, I want this okay great yeah yes I want this too let's keep evolving I know we can't always be there I know we can't always be you know with each other all the time maybe now is not the right time for me to move in because all my stuff is on the ship and it's a whole thing but like okay great it shows where they stand in their relationship. I just hope that Constantine doesn't start drama. Yeah, I was. Them. Yeah, I agree. I was relieved that this was actually a mature relationship, opposed to the many overly melodramatic relationships we get in other shows on the CW. So I was relieved that this was handled like an adult relationship. And yes, I was thinking the exact same thing with Constantine. I'm hoping they don't create. Some type of ripples in the relationship, and then it turns yep. into like some catty ish. Should I be worried about your ex lover? See that line, I could have, I could have done without, but overall, it was fine. Do you think they're writing an out for Sarah now too? I don't feel that way yet. Okay, they can't. She's the lead. Well, I, I could just, not imagine someone else being in charge. You just never know what these shows these days. Do you on. think people it would fly with the fans though? That's almost like losing Oliver at this point. I don't think I no. I think Sarah's key. Yeah, and I just I'm looking at the future of the show, yeah. and I could see it end up being. Well, you know, I really want to be a stay-at-home mom. Not mom. I'm just going to say, you know, stay-at-home wife or something. A stay-at-home scissor sister. You yes. say it. Stay-at-home scissor sister. Wow. Drop. Yep. <laughs> uh, that's going to do it for today's, today's show. And we'll- that was it. I can't follow that. That's good stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love when Mike's impressed with himself. I'm, I'm impressed with her follow-up, just the way she said it. <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, I don't know. I, I hope that they maintain what they set up with this episode. I hope that Sarah, you know, is very much invested, but now is just not the right time. And as adults, they understand that and they're like, okay, great. Do I want to be a partially kept woman? Yes. But can I write this second? Not so much. It doesn't make sense for me to pop in and out as as much this is really important we got to fix this um also ava not being upset with sarah for not telling her about some stuff she was like i just thought i don't know you thought you thought i was gonna like be a screw up or something like i thought that you were gonna think and this and that and like i was just worried and i didn't want to tell you and i didn't want to disappoint you she's just like i know it's fine you're good 
I love you and I care about you and I understand you're good. Like that was so refreshing. Why can't more TV relationships be like that? Because there's 22 <laughs> episodes and we got to yeah. fill 22. Legends Wait, only just got to do like 16. So <laughs> they can cut that bullshit out. Yeah. All right. Well, final thoughts on this premiere. Uh, Bob, what do you, how do you feel? I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. I just, it just it reminded me of everything. Again, I talk on the other shows on how I try to watch shows to forget. Yeah. And it it's fun. It's witty. It's creative. It has a lot of things that remind me of just being around my friends where we all go around just talking shit to each other and have those inside jokes and things that just make us happy. And that's what Legends does. It just makes me happy. And the introduction to Constantine and getting to the end there where we see, you know, the blood drawing on the, the, the mirror, you know, I see him slowly start turning to more of a darker tone. And mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and do that transition nice and slow, and not just like flip the switch and go. All right, well, we're now Legends of Constantine, uh, right. starring Constantine and the Constantinettes. Oh boy, that's a cover band. Constantine and the Legends, season yeah. one. Yeah. Um. Wow. I yeah, Mike. What do you think? I I felt like it's definitely an A episode. It was a great season premiere, and it's it's such it's such a low key. That's what's that's what's so great about it. Usually people want to like write these epic season premieres and this was low key. It was just like, here we go. Welcome to our world, everybody. Business and as we, usual. Yeah, business as usual. And we have a new friend named Constantine. And the way they introduced him was good. Uh, also introducing the darker threat, connecting, uh, hopefully connecting Don't to the TV show. Word. You know, with the whole darkness is rising. It was such... It was good, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do with the show. God, I think the uh, the writers executed things so well. They did absolutely remind us of what we love about this show and what makes it good and what makes it different. Um, it's a nice break from the gritty Arrowverse all the time. And uh, it, I think the writers did the absolute perfect thing when they put in that line about the darkness rising, because that was one line to show fans that they give a shit, that they care about the history of this character on TV, that they care about that storyline. And they want to give us what we loved about the character. That was one line, a few words. And the writers have me like feeling comfortable, feeling excited, hoping and, and wondering what they're going to do, what they were able to do. Cause I'm sure there's some legal things here and there that they you know maybe they can't do this or they can't do that or some of the rights to that storyline maybe aren't theirs or something i know they bought the character but you know what if there's stuff they can't touch you know i i don't know um but they they have me hopeful and i it's the show's great it was solid it was good it was fun it was smart um we learned some things about history and jerry garcia it's a plus all the time for me. Um, I, I'm so excited for this season. That's it. That's all I've got. That's going to do it for today's DC on CW Legends Edition. You can always catch any past and future DC on CW episodes through the Rain Man digital app. And be sure to follow us on our social media. We've got Twitter at DC on CW, Facebook.com slash DC on CW, and Instagram is at 
DC underscore on underscore CW. And we'll catch you next time. People want cuddles.